What is going on, everybody? I'm RDA alongside my boy Lance Dillon. As always, we are the Late Round Flyers. And if you did that click button, thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. But it also means that you guys are here to talk all things fantasy football. Damn it, does it feel good to have the season literally right around the corner. We've had preseason games, but I'm so ready for the regular season. I'm ready to tell my boss how much I, he sucks at fantasy football whenever the season begins. There's too much trash talking that goes down during the season that I'm ready to just let out and give hell to people. But Lance, how have you been? How have you been holding up during these few weeks when it's literally down to the wire now? We are back. We are back. We are back. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Yes, we took a small hiatus, guys. I hope you please forgive us, but we are now ready to roll. I have been good. You know, had a little birthday celebration with the wife. Kind of got to watch some of these preseason games. Been watching Hard Knocks. I actually have a better appreciation and love for Ezekiel Elliott, believe it or not, but it's been great, man. How have you been? You just got back from New Orleans, right? That's right, man. You know, we'll get into it a little bit longer, but I actually got lucky and I got a shot to be in the game where Jameis Winston decided to turn into Peyton Manning and where, I mean, Travis Etienne decided to just let it go literally. So, I mean, that, that game, it was literally very interesting and we had really good seats. Urban Myers, I'm not a big fan of his, so I got to tell him personally that I hate him, and he heard me, even though he didn't see me. I know he heard me. But, it, it, I mean, it was great, man. I, New Orleans, people there are super nice, way nicer than in Texas. I cut people off, and they smiled at me. It was ridiculous. I was like, okay. Wow. And then yeah. I just saw the, the Saints players are evacuating to Dallas today because of a hurricane. Yeah, they, they canceled the game. So, I mean, they won't have that last preseason game, which, I mean, really sucks. You don't get the – chance to see those other guys play uh, the bottom of the roster but for fantasy football purposes I guess it shouldn't really affect too much but I mean hell we'll see I mean it still sucks hopefully everybody in New Orleans you get out safe me casa and su casa because everyone there was extremely nice literally hit me up I got you you are the man you're you're such a giving person RDA this is why I love you man <laughs> oh man we definitely try man you know in Texas we do have a big heart everything is bigger in Texas but I mean, overall, the assholes. Oh, very old <laughs> crap. Believe me. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, with all this fantasy football stuff going around, I mean, it has literally been mayhem in the past couple of weeks. Like you said, we have been a bit tied up, so we do apologize. Our bad to make it up to everyone. Not only are we going to have shows nonstop from here until the season ends for fantasy football world and then some, but we also decided that, you know what, we're in the sharing spirit. So we decided to go with our fans fan league one more time, second season now, where we give away a jersey to someone that comes up to us, literally kicks the crap out of us in fantasy football, if you can. And if you do, we'll get you an NFL.com jersey on us for you. You pick the player, NFL.com, man, we'll ship it right to your house. Lance, how did you feel about the one that we had last year? And that was that was a lot of fun. You know, we had some good competition. You know, our boy Garrett ended up taking it down. So his spot is reserved and carved in stone. He was actually just asking me the other day uh, if he's got that spot in. And, of course, he sure does. So it's going to be fun. I know this year we're moving the league to Yahoo, which should be, I think, a little more uh, friendly to us because I know we had some technical difficulties last year. But if you guys want to enter this contest, follow our pages. You know, go on Twitter, 
find our link that we've posted, like it, share it, tag two people, retweet it uh, on Instagram, tag two people, like our posts, like our page, tell people about us. We're trying to continue to grow this thing. We want to just continue to just help people best we can. Best thing is, you know, it also just, you know, talk football, man. Definitely. I mean, what better way to interact with people than literally playing against you? We want, I know one of you guys is listening, thinking to yourselves, well, I'm better than RDA. That guy can't give advice to save his life. And that's fine. But you know what? I have Lance on my team, so it sucks to be you. Good luck beating us. And that's what I think is going to be really fun this year because I know we've got some leagues that we're going head-to-head, but in this one, we're actually going to do the co-running of the team. So we've got our team. Garrett will have his, and then we're going to pick eight. Uh, we're going to have eight other people join us, correct? That's right. Yes, sir. It is going to be fantastic, literally Four fans, and it's going to be fantastic. I try to do wordplay, but I'm not smart enough to just get it out there smoothly. So that's on me. Nevertheless, though, again, we will be playing. So we will be choosing the winners on Friday next week. I think it's the 3rd of November, right before Labor Day weekend. September. And uh, what's up? Uh, September. You, you September. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to skip months here, man. I'm ready for man. Thanksiving. Yeah, I'm man. hungry. Don't judge me. But uh, <laughs> you know, nevertheless, man, we, we are ready for some football. So September 3rd. We'll pick the winners. Once everyone gets selected into the league, we'll give those people the info on the on the draft info, how everything will play out. But again, champion will walk away with an NFL jersey of their choice from NFL.com. You pick it, we buy it, we send it your way. You're going to look real fresh. Even if we somehow manage to win the league, second place, the number one fan will win a jersey regardless of what happens, all right? so But, I, we, but if, if, if we win – I want my Brett Favre Jets jersey, bro. You, you want to deprive Brett? me of that? What? A Brett Favre jersey <laughs> from the Jets? That would be so sick. Honestly, man, I would wear that to Green Bay. Yeah, you just would. to screw with those people there. Oh my they, they, god, they might beat the crap out of me. I wonder how they would show up. How they would feel if I show up in a Brett Favre Minnesota Viking fan? You know, one of my. Oh, you'd uh, get beat uh, down, bro. Yeah, they'd probably stab me or something. I mean, I don't know. They'd maybe stab a piece of cheese nice. up your ass. Damn, that right? would suck. Like, hope like mozzarella. I'm, I'll be a real life. Uh, what do they call it? Mozzarella stick. That would suck, man. So hard. I would want to eat you. It'd be like a space balls where pizza the hut. You'd be a cheese stick the Rudy. I'd be eating you all day. And that oh. sounds hella delicious. Now I'm even more hungry. That's why I'm getting November stuck over here. But uh, nevertheless, man, you know what? I took a weird turn. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> See, this is what happens when we're away from fantasy football. So hopefully, you guys are still listening to us. And uh, let. Let's get through with some stuff that's going on around the league. We talked a little bit about Travis Etienne. How do you feel about that guy right now? I feel really bad for Mr. Etienne. I tell you, you know, golly, and you were there, you know, front row tickets or wherever you were. He had really good seats, to be honest. And I was, oh, yeah. I was, I was, I'm a little jealous. Oh, four. I was right by the end zone. I was right there, man. Ooh, we. So, yeah. So, obviously, you got to kind of watch that game in person. You know, Etienne, th- that's a tough one. So, hopefully, you haven't had your draft yet and your season hasn't already been ruined. Funny story. Not funny, funny. But, so, you know, I'm in a lot of dynasty leagues. I don't have any shares of Etienne. But I, it's my second year of doing this uh, elimination, uh, also called a vampire league. Are you familiar with this? No, that sounds interesting as hell. I, you know, I just saw a ton of vampires in New Orleans, so I am curious. <laughs> yeah, so basically there's 17 teams, and you draft your team, 
and it's a standard, you know, PPR. This one, this one is a super flex. And basically, you just don't want to be the lowest scoring team for the week. If you are, your team is eliminated, and then all of your players go into the free agent pool. Where can I find this? That's all I want to know right now because that sounds freaking amazing. It was so fun last year. Um, I actually ended up getting to sixth place, I guess. So I was I was two spots from making the, the playoffs because the top four, you have a three-week playoffs, and then whoever scores the most points in those weeks, you take down the championship. Holy crap, that sounds awesome. So, yeah. So I actually literally uh, just did my Vampire League, and guess who I took as my RB2? Oh, don't, don't, don't say don't say Travis. Bro, it was Mr. Etienne. Oh, well, you know what? Just just by assuming, I mean, obviously big things are expected of him, but I'm assuming you got him in, I would say, maybe like the middle, low rounds. Yeah, I, I if I remember, I took him. So I had the first overall pick. Nice. So I got Mahomes being a super flex. So I was really happy with that. And I want to say I did get Etienne in my, my fourth and fifth picks. So that was going to be rounds like five. Okay. Uh, for f- the end of the fourth, early fifth. Okay. Because uh, I didn't want to get stuck just not having anybody in that second RB spot. And when you're drafting in this, you have to have a different mindset. Like you have to be drafting guys that are going to get touches week one because if you don't, you're bounced and it don't matter who else you have. Oh, yeah. So losing Etienne, I had to then go into, you know, uh, defense mode and I started drafting all of these other running backs like Giovanni Bernard. I think I, I did was able to grab Jamal Williams. So hopefully I'll be able to do some patchwork and, and fill it in. But man, it was just like of all the teams, but I tell you what, as far as investments go, I'm glad it wasn't any of my dynasties. Oh man. You know what? Taking them in a dynasty league, obviously that's a long thing. So like you would be like, okay, at least next year I still have them or something like that. But damn, he got that. It's a Liz Frank injury, so from what I'm told and what, what I've read up on that thing, like they put needles or screws into your foot, and I'm like, dude, it has to suck even if you come back. That that cannot be real comfortable for you to get into the groove of things. So, uh, I mean, best of luck to my boy James Robinson out there. Make some things happen. But sticking with the running back position, there's a big trade over there. Good old uh, Patriots, they decided to first – well, they make a trade with the Ravens to go get themselves a nice cornerback with Sean Wade from Ohio State. That's a separate one. I just wanted to bring it up because the actual trade that matters was Sonny Michelle sending him away to the Los Angeles Rams to go join Matt Stafford and company. How do you feel about this guy? Because Sonny Michelle coming out of Georgia, him and Nick Chubb were monsters. But then, you know, in the NFL, a few sparks here and there. Now, will he get his shot to be a true number one? Or is that going to be kind of a running back by committee kind of a thing? I really don't know how this is going to play out yet. You know, it's a little early to tell. We knew the Rams were probably going to try to add somebody once Akers went out because Daryl Henderson, uh, while he is comparable, he does have an injury history himself. And do you want Xavier Woods and uh, Mr. Funk, uh, Jake Funk, to uh, be the backup? And then if you have an injury, a serious injury to Henderson, what are you going to do? So did the Rams trade for Akers? I mean, did they trade for Michelle for insurance purposes where they still want Henderson to be the guy? Or is McVay kind of going to do a committee? Well, if we look at the history, look at last year, you know, Malcolm Brown and Akers and 
Henderson were all getting touches. When they were all healthy, they were all getting touches in the game. And then one of them got hurt, and then the other two had some value. So if we look at it in, from that lens, I don't want to draft uh, Daryl Henderson too high with where his ADP is going right now. But I don't think I want to draft Michelle too early than where he was going when we knew he was going to be in New England, which was at the very back end of your, your draft, if at all. And so I, I think it's going to depend on your individual draft and how it plays out. Because obviously I want Henderson over Michelle, but Michelle's going to have some value and we know he can catch the ball. So I think it could be a one-two punch, but don't reach too high for either one of them because we just don't know. And I would still say Xavier Woods deep in your draft, if you've got a deep bench, it's still someone to possibly stash because God knows we know Michelle has also had an injury history as well. Yep, another guy. You know what? You never know who you can trust on staying healthy, plus more games, uh, n- another game that I added into the regular season. So we'll see how that plays into effect with those guys. And hopefully Sonny Michelle can help out. If not, well, you know what? It- it's going to be a very interesting show. I think the first couple weeks will be very telling on what what role, who goes to who. And, you know, we'll see what happens, especially week one. It'll be a tough test against the Bears. Their Sunday night. Just, yeah, Monday night. Is at that, or uh, Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a very, uh, very fight, good fight out there. So, best of luck to those guys. Now, moving forward to a different position, a guy that is not as uh, big of a question as Sonny Michelle, but good old Aaron Rodgers, the MVP of last year, shows up looking like Super Santa Claus. Did you see his facial hair? This guy looks like what I wish I could look like when I'm his age. Man, that dude just, man, phenomenal. It's super. Weird of me to say, but damn it, I love his beard and the color of his hair. Like, I might add some gray to my hair. It looks super cool, man. So does my wife. She loves his beard as well. Yeah, man. See, it it works, Les. It works, my guy. (laughs) How do you feel about good old Aaron Rodgers over there? Back into MVP form. You know, obviously, good things happened for Devontae Adams, but what does this mean for the rest of his team over there? And newly found receiver that he begged to have, Randall Cobb. Is he of any use? Well, so if you did listen to our, our last podcast when we were doing our team breakdowns, uh, I, we felt pretty confident that Rodgers was going to be the one coming back. So hopefully if you already drafted at that time, you got some value on Adams and, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Jones and, and, and Aaron Rodgers as well. So there was some value to be had there. Now that we're in the thick of it, we know Rodgers is back for at least this season for one last Hurrah. I'm really excited again about this offense. You've got your familiar faces. Obviously, your Aaron Jones, Rodgers, Tanyan uh, is back in the mix now as, as a tight end one. And, of course, the man, Devontae Adams, is going to have his wide receiver one season again. But, yes, it, now you, we want to look at some of these other guys. Do they have value? Randall Cobb. So you mentioned him. I think this is really interesting because, as you said, Rodgers asked for him specifically – He wasn't doing anything in Houston, and now here he is back in familiar territory. So I think uh, Randall Cobb is going to be a guy that if you fit him in as your wide receiver five or six, that till we know exactly what his role is going to be, I think he's definitely draftable. I think any hopes that you might have had of drafting Amari Rogers, the rookie from the Packers, that's that's gone. That would hurt hurt so much. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't know how much to expect from him this year anyways, but 
Now with Cobb there, I think that's gone. I think Liz, I'm not sure about Lazard either. You know, I still am only completely comfortable with 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 Adams as the receivers. But if I was going to pick a second one based on also where I could get him in the draft right now, it would be Cobb and PPRs because I think he's going to still catch. I think he'll catch three to four balls a game, 30, 40, 50 yards. You know, get you eight to ten points a game. That's a great bye week fill in. That's a great. Uh, you know, guy to just stash on your bench and they've got the rapport. They know each other. And I think, you know, there is going to be some value there in these redraft formats. Yeah, no, a hundred percent with the Aaron Rodgers thing. Like he did an interview on the, on that Pat McAfee show where one of his comments was, it was small and it wasn't a shot at nobody, but he was like, no, Amari Rodgers is going to be a great slot receiver in the future. And I was like, Oh, in the future. <laughs> well, fuck me. If I drafted him in the dynasty <laughs> league, right. Cool. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just goes to show you, man, you never know. <laughs> now, this next one, though, this next one around the league, again, we mentioned him a little bit earlier, but famous Jameis wins a job down in New Orleans. And another winner, we have Teddy Bridgewater, his former teammate. Well, actually, he was a teammate with Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill getting screwed. Both former quarterbacks got starting jobs, and he's just hanging out in the background. But how do you feel about these two guys? One one guy in Teddy Bridgewater has guys like Corlin Sutton, Noah Fan, Jerry Judy. Whereas Jameis Winston, his best receiver is currently MIA, and who knows when he'll be back from that injury with Michael Thomas. Well, his best receiver right now, and you saw it firsthand, Marquez Callaway. He's a mildest oh, right now. What a machine. Undrafted guy last year, man, second year, dude. He's going to make some big things happen if that's any indication of what he's in for this season. And this is what we do like every year, too. These certain guys that we don't know a ton about. Now, we did – know a little bit about Marquez Callaway last year because in small moments he actually did pretty decent he just couldn't stay healthy but you know these guys have this big preseason game on national television and we're all like ooh and ah but are they the actual real deal but if you look at a guy like Marquez Callaway you know there's no other competition there Traquan Smith hasn't done much to prove anything and Callaway seems to have that connection with Winston, at least in this one game. So now that we know he is going to be the starter, there's value there with Callaway as you draft him as your wide receiver four, wide receiver five, especially in your home league where probably your your, your homeboys may or may not even know about him mm-hmm. right now. You can get him maybe in a really late round. Um, but as far as Winston and Bridgewater in general, my thoughts, as far as drafting them for your team – in single quarterback redraft leagues, there, there are way better options. But both of them help those guys around them, in my opinion. So Winston, automatically, we got Marquez Callaway we've talked about. I think it helps Kamara, and I think it helps um, – I think it maybe helps whatever tight end ends up benefiting. Now, I know Trapman got hurt. There's another kid named, I think, Rogers. Yeah, the guy uh, is also hurt right now as well. They lost their two tight ends that should have uh, been starting. Okay, well, so right now, really, Marquez Callaway is the only wide receiver I'd look at. Now, we're going to talk about Michael Thomas here in a little bit when we get to our uh, What our about list? Taysom Hill, the tight end, if he's going to play tight end at all? Does, but is he going to still qualify – at tight end for any of these leagues, or do they just have him at quarterback now, though? See, that, that's one thing I am curious because let's say for one, let's say the Saints are like, hey, man, play tight end, but he doesn't – I guess it'll be a personal issue with him because he did want that starting quarterback job so bad. But if he doesn't somehow say, yeah, cool, I'll be a tight end, 
then would you consider, like, let's say they make him eligible as a tight end, does Taysom Hill hold any value as a tight end? I, I think this year he would, if I can get that qualification, because, uh, you know, there were a lot of packages that Sean Payton was putting him in with Drew Brees as quarterback. So with Winston there now, too, I don't see why Sean Payton would, would do anything different because he does love this guy. So, yeah, if you can get that eligibility, I would say yes. But in, in my opinion, I don't think there's going to be a fantasy side out there that will, that will grant that access. You'd have to take him as a quarterback. And at this point, you know, there's not really any point. But let's flip over to Denver real quick since you also mentioned Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Teddy B. So you mentioned their receivers. So I, I'm going to ask you, do you want Jerry Judy or do you want Cortland Sutton? You have to pick one of those guys to draft on your team right now. Knowing Bridgewater's the quarterback, who do you take? Jerry Judy, 100%, 10, 10 of 10. Cortland Sutton, I loved him. Uh, he's a local guy, Dallas dude. So, I mean, obviously I always pull for him. But the fact that Jerry Judy is in there, he guy knows that he was second receiver taken. He, he feels he should have been the first one, which, I mean, honestly, he should have, in my opinion. But now that he has Teddy Bridgewater, this guy has been sticking to him like glue. Like, all camp reports go out that Jerry Judy and Teddy Bridgewater, those guys are on the same page. Through the preseason games, you've seen the throws that they've been making to him. Jerry Judy looks like he's in for a stupid good year this season. So, for me, Jerry Judy's a guy that I'm very high on, especially where he's going. He's not a guy that's being drafted overly high by any means. And if I can grab this guy as my fourth receiver, man, I am in love with him. I'd rather go with him over Cortland Sutton, mainly because I also don't know how Cortland Sutton is going to react to coming back from that injury. I mean, obviously, I don't want to say he's injury prone this one year, but maybe it's a slow start for him this season. I think I think definitely it's going to be a slow start, like you said. You know, it's going to take him some time to get back into an NFL rhythm. You know, so I would definitely agree on Judy. You know, he's he knows he didn't have the best year last year, and he was a first round draft pick, so the capital is there. And I agree, Judy is going to bounce back, and he's a, obviously one of the best route runners that came out of the draft last year. And so Bridgewater in him, I think will work really well. And the thing I do like that they went with Bridgewater over Locke is obviously we saw in Carolina last year, Bridgewater was able to support three fantasy relevant wide receivers Mm -hmm. with Samuel Moore and Robbie Anderson. So I do think, even though there are a lot of mouths to feed in Denver, I do think that Bridgewater being the quarterback for now is definitely going to be fun to watch for our weapons of choice that he's going to be throwing to. 100%, man. I cannot wait to see, honestly, every team in the NFL. Everybody has something that I want to watch mm. on their squad. That's why I love fantasy football. It gives me more of an outlook. Plus, being a Dallas Cowboy fan, damn it, it hurts my feelings whenever we can't do anything good on the field. So, fantasy football, <laughs> thank you for giving me that outing. I appreciate you greatly. So, uh, one of the other things that we're going to get into – um, aside from what's going on in the league, because there are a billion things going on. Currently, as we speak, there are games being played in the preseason, and uh, it's the final week of the preseason. But one thing we decided to do between us was pick some guys that we do like and some guys we don't like. Lance, care to elaborate a little bit more on these lists that we made? Yes, so we're going to – we're basically – this is our, our do draft and don't draft list for each of us. So these are guys – that based on their ADP and where they're going and the value, we either are going to have them on our teams, we're going to maybe even overdraft them a, a bit to make sure we get them, or 
We're not going to have them. No way hell. No snowballs chance in hell. They are going to play for our team this year. It could be from past seasons bias that we just don't like them, or it could be based on their ADP um, or, you know, for whatever reason, we're not going to want these guys. So if we don't want these guys, then you don't want these guys. So you want to listen to us because we're going to be right on this, right? Uh, Well, I mean, unless we have contradicting ones and in which case, Sorry, fans, you're going to have to pick who you go with, RDA, the voice of the world, or Lance, the mind of fantasy football. I mean, you choose. The godfather. That's right. I mean, he does help you guys who to start, who to bench. Best of luck there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing we did on our list, we both chose five players we liked and five players we didn't like. On mine, I tried to go on both sides of like and dislikes. I tried to go one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers. Tight ends. No one really cares about it. Well, I don't. That's why I didn't put him on my list. I hate all of them. To me, <laughs> tight ends shouldn't exist. I hate their guts. I will never take one in the top five rounds. Not my thing. No matter how good they are. I don't care if Travis Kelsey. I just, oh, couldn't disagree more, bro. Oh, yeah, my I'm not God. Gonna We're take, already I'm off not to a hot start. Travis Kelsey round one? No. No. You've No. Negative. Really? Never. You don't want a single position dominance for the whole season? Never. He scored like 300 points more than the second best tight end in the season last year. Never. Hate you don't him. want that. Hate him. No. All you'd rather him. take you'd rather take a running back or a wide receiver yep. that you can get more of down in the draft as yep. opposed to a tight end. 100%. Interesting. We may have to put this uh theory to a test cuz this is when we have our draft for the fantasy league yeah, or the fans league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are oh, we going to do, my friend? I don't know. I'm not. Uh, you can hit the draft button on tight end. I will, I will not touch that. No tight end will touch my team. In the top okay. Five rounds. Well, why don't my, but, you go go first for us? We're gonna start. Let's start with the do draft the players that we we really like, and then we'll kind of just hit them up and see how we like them and go from there. Alrighty. So we go. We name our five, or how you want to do this? One and one. Let's do one and one. One and one. Let's do that. All right. So we're going with our do likes. All right. Do likes, maybe I'm biased because he is a Highland Park guy. Mr. Matt Stafford, I think this guy has a strong candidacy for making a, uh, I think he's an underdog, an under, what is that, dark horse to be the league MVP this year. Matt Stafford, new place, new coach. I love this guy this year. So far, what I've been seeing, he's going about eighth round, which I love. Perfect spot for a nice quarterback. But for Matt Stafford, I will gladly shoot my shot in round six. Not even joking. So that's that's a that's a good one. And obviously, it's a great offense. And McVay obviously knows what he's doing running the offense up there. You know, we look at you know some other quarterbacks that are going a little bit later than where Stafford is. You know, you got a guy like we've talked about before. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going right exactly around when Stafford is. So I think really you can't go wrong with either one of those guys. Tom Brady is going a few picks after that. Um, I definitely, I think I would want Stafford over Brady. So I think that's that's really solid, man. Um, keeping with the quarterback theme, one of my due drafts is going to be, and actually this is the only quarterback I have out of all these guys. So, oh, okay. um, so you just put five guys that you like, no position didn't matter. That's right. I just kind of looked at the ADPs of certain guys, see who stood out to me, and this is what we came up with. So, Already, let's hear it. Ryan Fitzpatrick is Ooh. a guy that I want to draft. He oh, okay. is going – wait, what did you – what? No, I, I was like – I think I swear, I, I don't know why I'm deaf. All I heard is I hate this guy. And I was like, wait, well, what? 
No, 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 no. This is our love list. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Ryan Fitzpatrick is going in round 14, mm-hmm. 178th overall. This is the kind of guy that you want on your team, not as your number one quarterback, but to pair with another guy when you don't get the Dak Prescotts, the Kyler Murrays, and the Patrick Mahomes of the world because you don't want to waste that high end of draft capital. You want to go after your running backs and your receivers and maybe even one of those top three tight ends that really no. doesn't hate or nope. doesn't no no i'm not gonna take them i'm not gonna. Uh, if they show up there in round six cool hey man thank you for following to me i appreciate you but i'm not gonna do that no negative so <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah so i think fitzpatrick definitely is a guy that you need to get on your team now this is specific if you don't get one of those top guys but i'm not advocating taking patrick mahomes in the second round in a one quarterback league the position is too deep but Pat Fitzpatrick, you can pair with somebody else, and at round fourteen value, I love it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Especially because you know around that area, I've seen some guys like take their shot with like Jared Goffs, the Zach Wilsons, even Kirk Cousins. Those guys seem to be going around that area, and Fitzmagic definitely a ton of better value for me. I definitely enjoy this guy's play and uh, love his beard. And that's a great point. You just actually, actually, that guy you just mentioned. This is a great point I can make on Fitzpatrick. You mentioned Kirk Cousins. So if you have a quarterback that has a great early season schedule, like a Kirk Cousins, that you want to play, but we all know it's no surprise that he's not vaccinated. So Fitzpatrick is a perfect guy to pair with a a guy like Cousins that we know might be a little more susceptible to getting, uh, to not being able to play because there's a five-day window if they uh, are contract tracing, COVID-related, whatever it may be. That happens on Wednesday. He's not playing on Sunday. Fitzpatrick is a guy you can slide right in and solve that predicament. 100%. I mean, that would definitely be a easy fix. No problems, questions asked. Love me some Ryan Fitzmagic. Plus, great name. Even though I think Mika, Micah Fitzpatrick, ended up coining the phrase Fitzmagic. What a douchebag. Oh, yeah, he's... He's on my he's on my hate list, sir. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry he left your squad. Um, next one up though, because obviously we have to get through this list one way or another before <laughs> time runs out on us and we get kicked out of this awesome studio that we have. Javante Williams for me. I freaking love this guy. I cannot tell you enough. No joke. For me, he has yet to escape round three. That's where I'm personally taking him myself. Because for me, I'm good with this guy being my second running back or my third if I happen to go three straight running backs. It's just I like to test out different strategies to see how my team ends up playing out. But nevertheless, if I can land me some Javante Williams, he's been going around like round five, back end of the fourth round. So somewhere in that area, I'm not going to wait. I'll be honest with you. I love me some Javante Williams, and uh, I will gladly shoot my shot a little bit early if I have to with him. So how patient are you going to be with him? Because Melvin Gordon is going to be the starter for the season. And how long are you going to wait to before you can probably actually get decent points out of Williams? And are you trying to also snag Melvin Gordon when you take Javante? Oh, you know what? Honestly, I've been avoiding Melvin personally. And this is absolutely nothing to actually back it, but one way or another, the, Broncos traded up to get this man. I think his touches come sooner than later. One, I think before week four, before week three hits, by week two, Javante Williams will start outproducing Melvin Gordon. So for me, 
I will gladly take that shot. No matter what, Javante Williams will be on most of my teams. Well, and I definitely do do think that come midseason, you have Javante on your team. You're getting ready for your playoff run into the playoffs. He, This is a guy that could have a season like Cam Akers did last year that can win you fantasy championships the later in the season that we went, we go. So if you're okay taking that higher draft capital and can be a little bit patient, then, you know, you're going to have some smooth sailing once you get later in when Javante does eventually become the man, because yes, we do know that he will be. Yeah. No, again, you don't have to be as reckless as RDA because that guy is insane. But for me personally, I'm not letting him out of the third round because I know the guys that I play with are also keeping an eye on him. But if you play with guys that, you know, they kind of just somewhat follow fantasy football, I'm pretty sure you can wait till like round five, six, somewhere around there. Maybe he falls to that area. But me, I'm not going to wait on that shot. I will gladly shoot it round three or round four. Good, Lance, good what choice. else you got for us? Good choice. Yes, sir. So I'm going to throw at you the two running backs I have on my list on my due draft at this point. So I've got two of them. I've got Aaron Jones. Now, he's right now, his ADP is pick overall 11, overall. So that's 12-teamer, back end of the first round. This is a guy that now that we know Aaron Rodgers is back, I I cannot pass up on him. If I can't get one of the top three picks where I'm getting McCaffrey, Cook, or Kamara, those those are my three. I don't get one of them. I'm taking Aaron Jones over everybody else because Aaron Jones is primed coming off of his extension of his contract. He is going to have a killer year. Him, Adams, Rogers, they, they're going to have the years of their lives because I really do think this is the last year that the band quote unquote is going to be together. And then they're going to get split up and Aaron's going to be left holding to the bag. So quick tip, if you have Aaron Jones, sell him in the middle of the season. If you're not a contender or at the end of the season, go ahead and sell high because I think after this year, his value is going to go down, but Aaron Jones going 11 overall, I I'm going to be taking him. If he, if I'm drafting in that realm, he is going to be on my team. Overall, Johnny Taylor or maybe like a Nick Chubb somewhere in that area, Derrick Henry, even. Overall, those guys, bro. Oh, nice. Overall, those guys. You know, Chubb, I do like, but he's still splitting time with Hunt. Now, one could say, okay, yeah, Aaron is sharing time with A.J. Dillon. And he, he is to an extent, but did that bother him the last two years when Jamal Williams was there? I mean, if we sit here and look at the last two years, right, Aaron Jones two years ago finishes as RB2 last year. He finishes as RB5. Last I checked, both of those are better than 11 overall. Yeah, that makes sense, 100%. So that's my guy. The other one, this is a little more sneakier one, and I've talked to you about him before, so probably not going to come as a surprise. Jamal Williams, I want him on all of my teams. All of the teams give him to me. He's going 103 overall, which is around eight and a half. And again, when we're talking about these rounds, when these players are going in, these are in a 12-team league. So if you're in a 10-teamer, they're going to you know, adjust a round or two ahead based on where they are going to be going in those leagues. But in this 12-teamer, if he's going in round eight and a half, this is a guy that if in my draft I get one of these top running backs in round one, and then I want to go like receiver, 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 
tight end, something like that, and then have my RB2 and have these different guys to plug in, Jamal Williams is on that list. Dan Campbell, the new coach in, in Detroit, he's old school. He likes to run the ball. Yes, we do know DeAndre Swift is there. And yes, DeAndre Swift is the RB1 in that offense. But Anthony Lynn, the new offensive coordinator who came over from the Chargers, has been hyping up Jamal Williams, saying that he's a workhorse back. Jamal Williams has the pedigree and the track record that he's proven he can carry a load if he needs to from back when he was in Green Bay. So give me Jamal Williams at round eight and a half every time. I love Jamal Williams. Anyone that watches that much anime, absolutely love that guy. Can't complain. I will take him purely based on that just because I love anime and so does he. So we will definitely blend in perfectly right there. Uh, the Aaron Jones one, I don't know. We'll see. Personally, I'm, I'm, I don't know, 11. I don't know. Me and Aaron Jones, he's always betrayed me, so I'm not a fan of his myself. So based on that look on your face, and this is fine because this is a healthy debate, you wouldn't even I'm take angry. him. Oh. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't even take him at eleven overall. You have pick eleven and a twelve teamer. You're not even taking Aaron Jones at eleven, much less sooner than that. Oh my God, man! You know what? Just, just because of how much he hates me and I hate him, I don't think I could. At You're eleven, crazy. I would still be thinking to myself, you know what? Screw that! I'll take a receiver and just uh run some running backs back in like rounds two and three. And you probably could get Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill there. Ooh, Ty- Tyreek Hill's another one that, you know what? Uh, I told you a story before we actually got on here, but uh, Tyreek Hill is uh, <laughs> dead to me. Yeah, it's great as he is. But um, you know what? Oh, damn it, Tyreek Hill. You made me very angry, Tyreek. made me very angry. So nevertheless, um, I didn't know that we were going to throw out both the running backs, but I have one more. Yeah. This one, uh, again, I know you're not a fan of myself. You are. I am. I personally love this guy. Lenny oh Fournette. Here we go. Oh, okay. Lenny. Let's get it out right now because he's on my don't draft list, okay? So let's just, Already. Let's just, let's just do this, okay? Let's, let's go right now. All right. Pro argument for Leonard Fournette that is wrong and will not be right come the end of the season. Go. Okay, playoffs. You remember that? That's the last part of the season. It was phenomenal. It was what it led the Buccaneers into a championship, and uh, they won it. Why? Because they got their ground game finally working up there. Through those four games, 300 rushing yards, three touchdowns on the grounds, 18 receptions, over 140 yards receiving, and another touchdown in the air. Leonard Fournette will continue that momentum into this season, and he's going eighth round. That means I could grab him down there. He could be my fourth running back, maybe my third at worst. Yeah, worst, best. And third running back, I still would not hate myself because I would have two guys that I would be okay with above him. And if he's my fourth running back, even better for me. So you mentioned the playoff run, and that's a good point. But I would counter that and say his little playoff run, (laughs) his little playoff run was reminiscent of, I don't know, a guy named Joe Flacco, who was a one-year playoff wonder years ago that won the Super Bowl. That's what I equate little Leonard Fournette, Uncle Lenny's He bought a 20-piece chicken nugget meal after getting the contract that that Super Bowl got him. Joe Flacco did, not Lenny. Oh, because I was going to say, I thought I saw something about, like, uh, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks for the NBA. He got uh, chicken nuggets or Chick Fil A uh, or something. He did too. Yeah, he went to Chick Fil A. Yeah. I don't know why that reminded me of yeah. that. So yeah. So okay. So fair point on Fortnite in the playoffs. But here what I would here's what I would say. Okay. Why? Go ahead, I have one more. Go ahead. Okay, so why did it take so long for Tampa Bay to re-sign him and no other team in the NFL wanted to sign him to a multi-year deal if he's so amazing? And number two, why did they sign the guy with the greatest mustache in NFL history, Giovanni Bernard, at Tom Brady's request? Because Gio can actually catch the damn ball out of the backfield. And like we already said, Gio's going to outscore Fournette. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get him a lot later in my draft. Yeah, no, I like that bad B personally. I think I'm a that should be an easy win if we have that one already in there. But are you I don't know if you're a believer, but me personally, you know, history tends to repeat itself. Even though it sucks. Welcome to the world. Leonard Fournette's rookie year. Thousand yards. Year two sucked. What happened to him? Who knows? Year three comes out, thousand yards. Amazing. Year four, what a dumpster fire. Don't know why, but this guy likes to play good in odd years. It's time for year five. I'm expecting my thousand yards. If he doesn't get it to me, I will find out where he lives, and I will send him a bag of garbage. But again, round eight, as my third or fourth running back, that's gold for me. I will take that all day, every day. Unless I already have three running backs that I somehow took in like the first five rounds, then I should probably build up my receivers. But you know what, Lenny Fournette, again, round eight, seven, back in, sure. Give me that value. Okay. My last counterpoint to why you should not draft him is <laughs> running backs going after Mr. Fournette in drafts that I like more. Okay. A.J. Dillon at 102 overall. Can't do that one. I'll, I'll bet you that he outscores him too in fantasy oh, football. Let's just rack these bad beats up, boy. Oh, man, so, dude, that's a lot. Okay, cool. So Fournette is – okay. Right? Okay. A.J. Dillon is going to outscore Fournette. Okay, that's one. I'll take that. Jamal Williams is also going at 103 overall. I'll, He's going to outscore Fournette. Yep, yep, I'll take that one. Naheem Hines Ooh, you is going what? over him at 103 I don't, or 105. I, don't, I just don't know if I trust Johnny Taylor yet or that other a-hole that they signed like whatever a month ago. What the hell's his name? Um, Marlon Mack? That freaking guy. I hate all the running backs over there so much. That one's a sketchy one, but I, I'll still take Lenny over him, sure. Well, I mean, he's getting drafted past Fournette, so according to yeah, you, yeah. you, I mean, you would want Fournette over Hines. I'm so far, saying. so far, yep. Okay, and then let's see here. I got one more for you. Oh, just uh, one? Well, I mean, I could keep going and going, yeah. but we only the have one, so the much The one that right. is going around there that, that kind of has me on the fence, Kenyon Drake. He's not on my list by any means, but Kenyon oh. Drake is one that kind of worries me. Drake for sure. And then the one other one I was going to say is um, Gus Edwards and also throwing Sonny Michelle. They're all going to outscore him. And Sonny Michelle? Mm. Yeah, I'm okay. so down on all right. That's bro. all five, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So. All right, sure. I mean, five beats for one. Yeah, I'm, it's going to look good on my resume with the end when I have so many wins just off one bet. Bro, I, I, if you are listening <laughs> to this right now, you better pick a side. We're going to probably have to do a hashtag. Team hashtag RDA. Team I RDA. I only have two hands. I can't do that. Actually. <laughs> team LD, team, L, team RDA, which yeah. one you on? This is going to be – I think this is going to be a running thing through the season because every week that Fournette does good, I know I'm going to hear about it, and when he does bad, I'm going to be in your ear about We're it. We're canceling the show. We're moving, starting a new podcast. <laughs>
You people are going to be so tired of hearing us talk about Leonard Fournette. Definitely. But again, let's get through this list because if not, we're going to be here all night. Uh, two of my like my last two on my list are receivers. And I'll be going with T. Higgins, who's averaging around round six, and Michael Gallup in round 11. Now, the T. Higgins one, I just think this guy's in. He's a monster. I freaking love his talent at Clemson. He came out last year. He has a whole year with Joe Burrow. Even though Jamar Chase is his boy, T. Higgins is a guy that I would love on my team, even if he's my second receiver. If he's my first, maybe my team is doing a little bit sketchy, but I would assume you have great running backs and a freaking awesome tight end and an awesome quarterback by then. Nevertheless, T. Higgins, I love this guy. I will gladly take him in round five or maybe round four. Maybe. That's a strong maybe. Michael Gallup, two scenarios, okay? You tell me which is a bit more plausible here, okay? Michael Gallup, contract year. After this year, Dallas will not be able to afford this man. So, A, he finds a way to just ball out and go get paid somewhere else. Maybe you a thousand yards because this guy just he has 900 plus in the last two years what a great guy even though as a slot guy or as a guy that shared the fear with cd lamb and amari cooper but amari cooper is also dealing with you know a bit of an injury so if he goes down and you can get a guy like michael gallup in round 10 11 that guy is instantly a great number two receiver if not a number one so for me michael gallup just holds stupid good value like amazing for a guy that's going 11th That'll probably be your fifth receiver. If not, maybe a little bit more. But I love my guy, especially in dynasty leagues. If I can snatch him up there, he leaves Dallas, signs with Jacksonville, with Houston, whomever. Michael Gallup will go somewhere else, have success. And again, it's a guy that's going to cost you very little draft capital. Those are my last two guys on my draft list. I really, I really like those. Those are actually way better than your your Fournette one. Good, good way to save yourself there at the end, buddy. I, I that was a good job because I will cry if it backfires. Like you know, T Higgins like just hates me, and then I'll be like, well, fuck me, huh? No, I, no, I don't. I, T Higgins loves you, bro. I, I, I feel like the vibes from him is that he really does care about you because you know Jamar Chase right now. You know, there was a rumor going around that he might lose snaps to Auden Tate. Oh, how, damn. How bad would that be? Yo, you know what? Just Hey, Joe Burrow, this is why players are not scouts. Do not ever tell your people who to go for, you moron. You have good receivers. You could have had a Sewell, you idiot. Yeah, and Rudy could have had another, what, $100 in his pocket. A hundred dollars. Damn you, Joe Burrow. I hate you even more now. You Bengals front office GM jerks. So uh, now let's be honest, you know, Chase isn't going to lose any snaps to Auden Tate. That's just preseason fodder. But I think though T Higgins right now, if I'm drafting, then yeah, I want Higgins over Chase. He's going a little bit lower than Chase. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will say though, out of, out of those receivers, He's not on my love list, my due draft, but Tyler Boyd also has some really good value mm-hmm. in that offense out of the slot. So I do like him. Now going to your other one, Michael Gallup, I, I love that too. And the best point that you made that was great is if an injury happens to Cooper or even Lamb, God forbid, please don't. Yeah, don't please don't let it be Lamb. I have, I have quite a bit of stock of him. Yeah, I <laughs> please no. But – if something did happen, Gallup does immediately jump into a wide receiver too. And if Dak stays healthy, this offense we know can support 
three fantasy wide receivers. And I think in a worst-case scenario, Gallup is a back-end wide receiver three, front-end flex player. And at that value, you said, you can't go wrong. No, 100% not. So uh, what players do you have left on your love list over there? Okay, so I got two left. I got two left. We've got Mr. You're going to probably hate this, which is fine. It's cool. But oh, I got yeah, TJ, I love it. <laughs> I got TJ Hawkinson on my list because if I can't get one of those top three tight ends, which I am looking to try to get the Waller, the Kittle, or the Kelsey, if I can't get them, TJ Hawkinson to me is in my very next tier on sheer targets alone because Jared Goff is now the quarterback and their offensive line is actually really good as well. I actually looked this up according to one of the fantasy sites. They have the sixth best offensive line in football. The Detroit Lions do. So that not only helps Jamal Williams, who I mentioned earlier, but that also helps Goff and Hawkinson. So Hawkinson is going in round five right now. So if I can go running back, and then, see, I can't get one of the tight ends, and I go either running back, running back, or running back, running back, receiver, receiver, and then get Hawk there in the fifth round, which this would be early in the fifth round when he's going in a 12-teamer. I, I, I don't hate that based on the volume alone. He doesn't even have to score. This man is going to get, I swear, 10 targets a game because who else is Goff throwing the ball to? Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyrell Williams. Now, DeAndre Swift catching the ball out of the backfield is competition. But I think it's him and Hawkinson that are going to catch these balls because Goff is going to want to play it safe. And I think the the, the Lions are going to run the ball a lot more than they're going to pass it. And so when they do pass it, it's going to go to my boy Hawk. So I think that I, I try to get him on all my teams if I don't get one of the top three tight ends. And then my other guy is Elijah Moore. He is going 161 overall. That's round 13 and a half. And he's been quiet lately because he had a small injury and Corey Davis has been stepping up. But Elijah, you get him in that 13th round, you pluck him away. And then a few weeks into the season, he is going to burst onto the scene, if not sooner, but I'm, you know, a few weeks. And there we go, my friend. There's your wide receiver five or six that you drafted. And then week four, week five, boom, he's your wide receiver too, bro. Oh, yeah. No, I, you know what? Elijah Moore, 100%. I will not doubt that one bit because the receiver class, they are completely skipping over this, man. Just because he went to the Jets, I'm a firm believer in rookie-to-rookie connections. So him and Zach Wilson, I mean, those guys had rookie camp. They had all that stuff to get together. I think that's going to be a very, very great pick for you if you can get that guy that late. Now for the hating list. Who do you not want on your team, regardless of where the hell they are? So, obviously, we've already already covered one with Fournette, so that's one. So, the guy that I just think is the most egregious right now on my list that I don't even understand why people would even consider doing this, Kenny Galladay is going 63 overall, round five and if i don't i don't think we have enough time on this podcast for me to give all the reasons that i could share with you as to why this is a terrible idea i'm not even going to go into the other receivers that are available in this realm what i am just going to say is daniel jones (laughs) offensive line is terrible 
There's a lot of mouths to feed. Daniel Jones, uh, Daniel Jones, and then injury history, injury history, and Daniel Jones. I'm done. I, I especially like that last one. I mean, I 100% agree with that. Poor Danny Dimes. Who gave him that name needs to be shot, by the way. I mean, it's catchy, but you're a jerk for ever even thinking of that. Like More no. like Danny Lames. Yeah. <laughs> Giants fans are like, eh, F these guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, man, you know what? 100%. I'm not touching Kenny Gallery with a 10-foot pole. He's not on my list, but that is a guy that I'm, I'm not going to run that. I don't think this guy's going to go and be that explosive guy that everyone thinks he's going to be. And, I, no, I'm not going to shoot that shot. No. Negative. Um, for me, my, I have a, quite a few guys. I have all five of them like we've been doing. But since you did receiver, I'll do both of mine. Uh, Mr. Tyler Lockett, who's averaging around round five Ooh. as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that guy. And uh, Juju Smith, who's going about round Ooh. seven. Now, yes, these guys could be like my second and third receivers. But I, I don't want Tyler Lockett because I do not have time to deal with that inconsistency. When the hell is this guy going to save me? When is he going to crush me? If, if I'm playing a long shot, yeah, sure. You know, if I'm in a dynasty league and my team just sucks, and I'm like, you know what, I want a shot to win. Yeah, sure, why not? But I'm not going to put in Tyler Lockett. Like, that, we're, we're not going through that roller coaster one more time. And Juju Smith, he signed a one-year deal. I think this guy's on the way out. I think this has been Roethlisberger's last year. So whatever chemistry he thinks that they're going to have together, I'm more of a Deontay Johnson kind of guy for Pittsburgh if I had to pick somebody. So Juju Smith. You're not touching my field, my guy. And Tyler Lockett, you can lock yourself outside because you're not coming in either. So here's something that's funny. When you mentioned Juju, I'm total agreement with you. And at the ADP list that I'm looking at on this one site, uh, Juju is 65 overall. Kenny Galladay is 63. Guess who's 67 overall? Wide Tyler Lockett. No, bro. T. Higgins. Oh, shh. Oh, yeah, so no. you're telling me I can get T. Higgins and I ain't got to deal with Juju or Galladay for the same value? 100%. Sign me up. Every day, all day. That's right, Mr. Adrian Peterson. That's right. That's right. I love AP. I oh. like I like both of those. Uh, Lockett, I'm a little less on because I think he's going to be a little more consistent this year. But I, I could be wrong. But, you know, he was so hit or miss last year. It was tough. And he missed during the most important part of your season mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the playoffs. So yep. I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, so on my don't draft, we're going to wrap up with re- – I've got um, – so I actually have two other receivers. I'm what? sorry. I'm looking at this list now. They're like all receivers except for Fournette. So okay. let me let throw these at you. these other receivers. Let's go. And then – We'll go from there. So, Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, DJ Shark. Whoa, your boy, huh? No more DJ Sharky, huh? For this purpose, yes. You know, well, he's real easy to get out of the way. So, he's going round seven, early round seven, pick 86 overall. And these are ADP uh, rankings that I'm looking at over the past three days of draft. So, this is literally – you know, really recent. So DJ, unfortunately, he had an injury. He's having surgery on his hand. And as a receiver, that's not the best thing to do. And then you look at that offense, Marvin Jones is there. LaVisca Chenault is there. And so he's now losing precious reps with Lawrence. I do think later in the season, Shark is going to be on your waiver wire because someone will have dropped him. And then when he starts to get uh, healthier, 
I think he is going to be a good waiver wire pickup, but I can't justify drafting him at that round. Now, if in your home league or something, he falls to like round nine, 10, 11, and I'm getting him as my wide receiver five. Yeah. I'll go ahead and take him there. But at, at seven, I can't, I can't do it. Um, now, Amari Cooper was an interesting one because you talked about Michael Gallup. But again, for me, Cooper is about the cost. He's going 44 overall, round three, middle of the third round. And like you already laid out, bro, you know, Michael Gallup, you know, in this offense is a lot better value than a guy like Cooper. And they're kind of all feeding out of the same mouth that is Dak Prescott. So, mm-hmm. and I've never really been a fan of Cooper. I know he's been been good but you know he's been on my list in general that I just don't have him on my teams and so I felt fitting to put him on this list yeah no it makes sense I mean there's always that guy that he might be a good player somewhere but for some reason just never touches your squad and everybody has their reasons for it I'm sure you have yours yep and so you know so there's that's my second and then the final one and I I I think you might would agree with me on this Michael Thomas is going in around between in the middle of round seven. Yep. And for a guy that you're not going to even get possibly till November, do you, if you have a deep bench and an IR spot that you can utilize, I would take Michael Thomas in the ninth or 10th round. But even if I had that spot, I'm not taking him in round seven. There are other guys that have to provide me value early in the season that I have to get value at. That's still an early enough pick that I can't do it. If someone else wants to, have fun with it. But I I can't do it. 100%. I mean, it is what it is. That guy is – yeah, no, unless I'm stupid. Like, like if I'm greatly stacked at receiver, I have three strong receivers, and Michael Thomas is my fourth one, and I'm like, well – I bet I just have to have a good structure first before taking, before even thinking about Michael Thomas. There's no way I'm pulling that trigger that early. Uh, for me, just to close out my list, Trevor Lawrence, all right, even though he's going like around 12 or 13, somewhere around there, that position, like you said earlier, that is too deep. Like, what am I going to do with Trevor Lawrence? 90% of the time in the whole season, he'll sit on my bench and that 10% will play. Maybe if, if injury happens, COVID to somebody else or something like that, but I can find talent on the waiver wire. Justin Fields will be available at some point for the most part. Maybe guy, okay, I'm not going to shoot the Mac Jones one, but maybe like Zach Wilson turns into something later down the field. Another guy you can get on the waiver wire. Like there are plenty of players that you can find in the waiver wire. And that's where Trevor Lawrence belongs this season. Like you said, DJ Chark has that injury. So his receivers aren't going to be all there yet. It'll be interesting to see how Urban Meyer takes that offense from college and adapts it into the NFL. So year one for Lawrence, I'm not saying it's going to be horrible, but not worth me drafting this guy. More of a waiver wire guy for me. Last two guys are running backs. David Johnson, who always betrays me, and he's in a crazy good running back committee with Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay. I don't want no piece of that action. Zero. If I'm taking one, it'll be Philip Lindsay. Also very, very deep. I'm, I'm not taking that guy anywhere near early. And the last one, Raheem Mostert, he's going a little bit earlier than I expected. I've seen him going like round seven, which I'm not big on myself. They have Trey Sermon and a couple other guys. And the way that Kyle Shanahan runs that offense, there is zero chance that I am putting all my faith in Raheem Mostert being my second or third running back. Like for me, Mostert, no good. Off my list, he will not touch any of my squads. 
I agree with you on Mostert. The injuries is too much. You know, I, I don't know if I can trust him. The one I will kind of fight back with you a little bit on is on David Johnson. Um, and it depends, again, how my draft is going. But if I do the strategy of running back in the first round and then receiver, receiver, tight end, receiver, receiver, and then I want to plug and play my different RB2s, David Johnson in round eight is one of those guys that I would consider. And here's why. Okay. So – Point taken, there's a lot of running backs to choose from in that offense. Mm -hmm. But who's the most proven running back out of all of those guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield? Oh, yeah, it would have to be David Johnson. And what is the most likely scenario the Texans are going to find themselves in game after game after game as far as game flow goes? I'll have them going 0-17. So they're going to be losing Yep. B- behind Yep. Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, whoever the quarterback is. I feel like they are going to utilize David Johnson on a bunch of third downs, which there's going to be a bunch of them. And he could have some games where he catches you five, six, seven balls for 40 yards, right? No touchdowns, no rushing yards, but right there, that's 11 points out of my RB2 when I've maximized my wide receiver positions and my tight end position, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I have Johnson as one of my guys to plug in with the Drakes, Jamal Williams of the world at the eighth round. I don't hate it. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. You're right. I mean, it would work. But for me, David Johnson, I've trusted you ever since you got that big contract. Um, Yeah, I hate you, man. You just – Never, ever, ever will see any of my squads. None. You want to add uh, add Mr. David Johnson to the sure. Leonard Fournette oh, list? Yeah, Lady Fournette, I'll score him too. <laughs> Let's put him on there too. All right. God, I love this. This has been this great. Man, and I like yeah. the Trevor Lawrence too, by the way. I like the Trevor Lawrence pick as well, bro. Yeah, no, wait, that, a waiver wire guy for me. You know, you know what? I'd fit magic in round 14 10 times over that. But, yeah, no, again, I mean, literally, because, you know, studio is uh, threatening us, they're setting this giant security that's, like, six feet tall and uh, a lot bigger than we are. So we got to go. So from us to you guys, I mean, Lance, you got any finishing words for these people before we see them next week? What I'll, what I'll say is I know a lot of drafts are, I mean, are, get, are going on right now and they're going to continue to go on. If you have any uh, – questions about draft strategy or anything like that dm us message us things like that um we are going to have our final show next week before the regular season that we are going to have our uh rankings that we'll also post on the uh pages Mm -hmm. and we're also going to go over uh strategies for your drafts just different methods you know zero running back high you know whatever it may be so we're gonna have a lot of good information to make up for being off these last few weeks for next week it's going to be a long show and then we're going to start getting ready for dallas tampa bay because that is almost here and i uh, i'm so excited oh man football is back literally right around the corner less than 14 away uh, 14 days away before the regular season kicks off so again from us to you guys make sure you follow us instagram twitter Go join our contest to come play with us in our fans league. Win you a jersey if you can beat us in fantasy football, of course. But nevertheless, find us on the Instagram, Twitter. I'm RDA, my boy Lance Dillon. We are the Lay Round Flyers. And from us to you guys, have a great day. Have a better draft. And we'll catch you guys next week.